Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. This one hurts, Brandon. Pele was laid to rest recently. The king of soccer died at the age of 82 after suffering from cancer. He's widely regarded as the greatest footballer the game has ever seen. He was the only player to have won the World Cup three times, and maybe so famously because he was so young when he won. He was 17 years old when he played for Brazil in the 1958 World Cup finals in Sweden, scoring six goals in their last three games. His appearance in the 1970 World Cup is a big deal because it was the first one that was televised in color. Maybe he was moaned most to most to us in America as he came out of retirement and played for the New York Cosmos in the late 70s. In his 21-year career, Brandon Pele, born Edson Arantes do Asanamento. I don't think I said that right. He scored 1,283 goals in 1,367 professional matches. You know, here's what I think about Pele is that he's half myth and he's half real person, but certainly grown up. I mean, I, you're a sometimes sports fan, Brandon. <laughs> Pele, I mean, really, he, he is essentially soccer. Soccer is Pele. Well, I think especially in the United States, which is what this article was from. I mean, this is from ESPN, so I don't think we need to do the woke meter. I don't think ESPN's terribly woke, although people want them to be woker. But it was a, an interesting read because it was by David Hershey, who's a kind of pretty well-known sports writer, talking about how he'd met Pele back in the day when he was first starting out. And I can remember the interesting thing about this is I can remember that whole Cosmos thing uh, yeah. you know, peripherally. Now, totally. As you know, I I I love you. Love to make fun of my sports acumen and what watch sports. But I've spent way too much of my life watching sports, and <laughs> in the last ten years, I have firmly and completely fallen in love with with football, with soccer. I just think it's a beautiful game. I've, I I have had a couple of really good friends, uh, both Englishmen, that have taught me about the game. I've fallen in love with you know the EPL. I I sort of had this peripheral oh, love of West Ham good. United. This is but good. Now this I've good. now I've fallen in love with them. But so I didn't. To be perfectly frank, I knew about soccer, but I was like every other American was like, "Well, yeah. I don't want to watch this. You see, it's so boring." Now I watch it. I'm like, "Oh my god! It's the least boring game there is. It's incredible. The things that happen in soccer are so." amazing that when you watch it enough you start to realize all the nuance of the game that it's a world game that it's not just like oh you know these teams out of Cleveland are really good I mean dude this game that was what was so amazing about Pele is that he put Brazil on the map I mean Brazil's yeah. entire the, the the term the beautiful game comes from Brazil their entire style of playing soccer changed the world. They had this like almost like dancing rhythm to the way they played. That's why they took the world by storm because Pele was so different than anybody else. Every the European game at that time was very much like kind of nuts German. and bolts, you know, very German. German, knock people down, very strong. Pele comes in there and he's like dancing around players and scoring goals left and right. He turned this the, the sport into something completely different. And there, it's rare that you come across athletes that are transformative. I think of Michael Jordan as a transformative yeah. athlete. Yeah, no, in, in basketball, absolutely. He changed the basketball world because it became a one-on-one -on -one game. Same thing. I'm going to leave that there. But go right, on. but Babe Ruth, it may be a better example. Babe Ruth, he hit 60 home runs in the same time. The closest other guy was 10. 
But I'm saying guys that do things or people that do things that are transformative that change the game. Pele was bigger than all of that, right? I mean, there have been other guys that have come along. And Pele was bigger than that because it wasn't just in the U.S. It was in the world, right? We just We just got done watching what I think is one of the great performances of all time with Argentina, right? Who, outside of their first shocker loss to to, uh, Saudi Arabia, pretty much dominated the World Cup. I mean, did they win? Did they win, Larry? Yes. Okay. And and Messi was, I mean, again. Are you going to land this plane here? Are you going to land the plane here? Listen, Messi was incredible in this. Like he scores, for many people, especially Americans, again, I come back to America, didn't understand who Messi was. They'd heard of him. They'd seen he had a Barca jersey, but they didn't know who he was. To see him play this out as kind of his last big probably go around was pretty amazing. Pele was bigger than Messi. That's my point. Yes. And if 20 years ago you went to any country in the world and said the name Pele, they would know who he was. And there was no internet. There was no right. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of why Pele was like the world's star. Also, there is some mythology, right? He grew up in this tiny little town in Brazil, was poor. You know, like, like you said, revolutionized soccer. Like, there is as much myth with Pele as there is greatness. Right, and he was he, he was one of those classic sports stars where everybody wanted to love him, but he, he was involved in a lot of kind of dirty dealing. And yep. he was a poor kid from, uh, not from a favela, not from a los big Santos. city. Right, but he, was, but he was a poor kid from the ghetto, basically. And he rose up to world startup. I mean, that's the crazy part that most people don't get about when he signed with the Cosmos. That was the single largest sports contract in history, in the world, in any sport. He signs this four and a half million dollar contract with this startup team. Dude, it wasn't even the MLS. It was the NASL, the North American Soccer League that didn't last. Once he left, what, two, three years later, it just disappeared. When he shows up, they're playing on this like old, it was like a prison yard. It was like rocks. And it was, I mean, this guy's a world, I mean, it would, to me, it would be akin to like, if, I don't know, think of an amazing, like like Tom Brady decides he's going to come out of retirement, he's going to go play football in Uzbekistan, right? And, the, and, and play at some, in some village in Uzbekistan, right? It was unheard of what he did at that time. Well, listen, we will never, there will never be another Pele in that, you know, we just had, as you mentioned, Messi, but we've seen every single one of his goals on YouTube. Right. But Pele, that 1970 World Cup, the 1958 World Cup, I've tried to Google those goals. They're not easy to come by. No, no. <laughs> even on YouTube, he is mythology. Um, and and even those Cosmos games in the seventies, those aren't really even that easy. Oh, to dude, buy. the fact that they had fifty thousand Americans going to a soccer game in the seventies, in the late seventies, is incredible. I remember my uh, stepbrother Mike, who wasn't much of an athlete in general. He's a, you know, I, I don't say he's not athletic, but he didn't play many team sports or anything. But I remember him playing soccer, and I remember like. What? You're doing what? They had this like after school soccer league and I was like, "Huh? That's only Mexican kids that play soccer, right?" Now, you can't go to a town in America now where there's not a soccer team. It, it just doesn't exist anymore. I believe that in our lifetime, soccer will surpass every other American sport. Yeah. Because and it, should. It be, and it should because it is the world sport and it's cheap to play and anyone can do it. You can be big, small, whatever, and everybody can play soccer. And I think it's amazing. But my question would be, when will soccer become football, right? So, yeah, I mean, I suppose a, when, a good one. when American football ends, it will. The, the other thing that I remember about Pele uh, early on in my childhood is that he was in that movie with Sylvester Stallone, Victory. I don't know if you oh, remember that. Oh, that's like, right. He was in the prison of war camp. 
Yeah, which yes. was based on a real movie from World War II. Yeah, well, no, a real story, not a real movie, yeah, real but story. a real story. Real, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so it's funny, but like you know, I I contend that the Babe Ruth. I asked my daughter just to test my, my my theory on this. I said, "Do you know who Babe Ruth is?" She said, "Yeah, he was a baseball player." I mean, dude, she's six years old and she knows who Babe. I didn't show her. I didn't tell her. He's bigger than life. Pele's. Is, I don't know if she would know who Pele was at this point, but I would bet you any amount of money that if you went to any kid around the world, any six, five, six, seven year old, and said, "Do you know who Pele is?" They would be like. Oh yes, of course. He was the greatest soccer player ever, right? He, he and now, if I went to every kid today and said, "Do you know who Messi is?" I think most of them, most American kids would know who Messi was. You don't think yeah. so? Well, I don't know. You know, the other thing too, I just want to make sure I mention this about um, Pele is that you know he had a tumultuous life. He was married three times. He's got a gaggle of kids from all sorts of women. Right. Twice he lost all of his money. That's part of the reason he had to pl- play soccer till he was like fifty years old. But the other thing, too, is he did it differently. You know, in that era, black people, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, really made a stance, took a stance for uh, civil you know, justice in our country. Pele never did that. They have racism just as bad as we do in Brazil. He kind of, they always say he sambaed through life. Like, he was almost above everything that yeah, went he on. Didn't, well, he didn't want to ruin his own brand by becoming, like, you know, I mean, well, look, Muhammad... Uh, Muhammad Ali took some serious hits because of his stance on things, and yes. he he took financial hits and professional hits. But he, you know, dude, I mean, that guy was amazing. But you're right, Pele didn't do that. Pele was a poor kid from basically the favelas of oh, Brazil, so and he wasn't gonna and he wasn't gonna change that. He just was like, I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing. There have been other stars like that. Charles Barkley says, I am not a role model. You know, I think that was Paley. He was like the first guy. He's like, I'm not a role model. I just am a soccer player, and I want to make a lot of money, and I want to have fun. I'm not here to change the world. I think that's what Pele's attitude was. He was the greatest soccer player that will ever have lived, and it's part because of myth, right? Right. And he just, it, to me, it's a big deal. Pele dying is a big deal. Uh, well, yeah, and I think I wonder a little bit, you know, as we close out here, I wonder how many Americans – sort of see that as Pele dying as a big deal. I think the world oh, saw it, but I wonder yeah. how many Americans, I think, yeah, well, I think it registers more now than it would have, say, if he died 15 years ago. I really believe that because I think soccer has grown in this country in general. Brendan, let me thank you for letting me teach you about sports today and about the greatest football that ever lived, Pele. 